No, this will be like this will be like what you'll put on epi- on the very beginning of episode three. Previously <laughs> on Like for Like podcast. Guys, we did so good. <laughs> and now on to episode three. <laughs> well, now that's going to be the intro to this episode. Soon to be previously on Like for Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the second episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hello. And Jonathan. Uh, Howdy, hello, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) On this episode, we've got our first guest. Uh, Jason of Critical Dice will be joining us soon, but for now, how's everyone doing? Good, just, I hope hope you don't uh, pick up the sound of me eating, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing better now. Oh. There's a little like rapper noise. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try not to eat it next to the mic because I know some people Dude, don't you, like that. Can you actually get that rapper right up on the mic? I know a I'm little back. more subtle, please. We're going for some ASMR stuff. I'm gonna pan you left and right. Okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Now maybe like whisper, whisper something. Welcome to the show. Howdy, hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jason, obviously we, uh, we, you, you, you get to be our first interview, so you get to experience the, the rocky ups and downs of, uh, this whole process. Awesome. I'm glad I can be here for it. So, uh, so how's your, how's your, how's your day been? Uh, pretty good. I, uh, put together some Ikea chairs, you know, usual. Nice. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, I, I can't think of any Swedish words right now. Uh, they're called pyongs, pongs. They're pretty cool. Any leftover pieces? Uh, yeah, a couple of plastic washers and a wooden dowel for some reason. Uh, nice. But, you know, that's that's pretty par for the course when it comes to Ikea. You can make like a <laughs> yeah. pretty inefficient rainmaker sound with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Or those washers can just become the bases for some new minis. There you exactly. go. Exactly. A black pudding or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to start off by just talking about what it is you actually do. Like the the reason you're on this show, the reason you... What is sort of the thing that you primarily make for your audience? Well, I'm Jason from Critical Dice, and I have an Instagram page uh, that recently hit over 10,000 followers. And what we primarily do is uh, I provide uh, resources for people to have more fun at their gaming table. And the main thing that I do is I provide game hooks. Uh, little kind of story starters that people can use to create homebrew campaigns for their RPG, like uh, Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons. And then uh, I also sell a variety of what I think are very cool dice and T-shirts and stickers and rings and all that kind of stuff, because it really just comes down to how can I help you have more fun pursuing this very nerdy hobby and being part of this very uh, nerdy family we're all a part of. That's nice. That's that's a wonderfully concise way of of putting it. It's almost like somebody has a, a really good vision for. <laughs> well, you know, I try their uh, company. Yeah, I try. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Is, is I want people to have fun. You know, I I've been playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons and other games of its kind uh, since the very late '80s when I was in middle school because I'm ancient, and um, <laughs> and I get all the bonuses that go with that, and. Um, so, you know, it's just, I, I, I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. I, I love the community. I love the friends it has brought me over the years. And I, I love that excitement of, you know, you see someone wearing, 
you know, a D&D hoodie or they have, you know, a, a dice keychain or something. And you're just like, oh, I found another member of the family, you know. And so <laughs> I, I just love bringing yeah. people together. And uh, I just I like showing people things that are cool, things that are helpful. And uh, just so that we all can have a, a lot of fun in this diet in this, you know, polyhedron rolling family we're a part of. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It really is a family. Like, I mean, I, I got my start with D&D with 3.5. Wow. Um, so <laughs> that's a, a little more recent. And uh, yeah, I remember when I started being in the South, and even though it was the 2000s, there was still very much like that uh, D&D is a nerdy thing that only kids who want to join a cult or, you know, who, who couldn't make friends in high school. Uh, those are the only people who are playing the game. And over the last, like, I'd say five years, especially maybe even the last two, there's been this massive explosion from like cult status to straight up cultural movement. Right. It went, uh, it went in, from cult status D &D. to a different kind of cult status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is true yeah and those exactly. stigmas yeah. kind of i'm sorry go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I just wanted to say those stigmas kind of may have made the community even more welcoming yeah absolutely yeah you find somebody else who has this quasi subversive uh hobby and you latch onto them because the the the, the weird kind of paradox is that uh, Gary Gygax created a game for nerds that requires you to have friends. And so <laughs> yeah. it's just like, oh, thanks for that. You know, but it, it really does help because some of my best friends, um, especially in college, came from playing the game. You know, my, uh, the, the, the guy I consider my DM is still one of my best friends. And he was my, my DM in college. And uh, we, we still, even though we live across the country now, we're still great friends. And I, I grew up in South Carolina. And so talking about that, you know, the satanic panic uh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm a church kid. And I'm still a church guy. But I, rem I just seeing the difference between how it was viewed back in the day in the 80s and the 90s and all of that, and how it's viewed now where people just go, oh, yeah, cool. I've heard of that. You know, it, it, it's a big difference. And and, you know, podcasts like Acquisitions Incorporated and Course Critical Role. And then also stuff like uh, Stranger Things and and uh, Harming Quest and all this other stuff. It really does help elevate the kind of cultural consciousness of the game, and the community that it brings, and it's a uh, it's it's a whole new ballgame. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. There aren't many other hobbies where where you could find yourself pretending to be an elf wizard casting spells that have silly names like Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> yeah, at the orc warlord or something like that or you don't come out of an experience where you're pretending to be that person and maybe even offering a voice up to the people around you <laughs> and and you don't become best friends with those people afterwards oh yeah exactly <laughs> you you can't casually mention to another nerd that you play in D, D and they go oh cool you know they they like immediately you know want to be your best friend and they immediately pull you in and they want to talk about their character and they ask you questions and and you're part of it. You know, it's like when you see someone knitting at the cafe and you're like, oh, you knit? I knit too. You know, you talk about uh, yarn, pencil, strings, or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know but but uh, yeah. it's an immediate connection, you know, and I, I commonly will, you know, pepper my language with, um, with terminology. Like, you know, I feel anger as a standard action or something. And if someone lights up, I'm like, ah, I found you. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you're one of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't escape me now. Yeah, we're best friends. Deal with it. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> You were talking about like your first DM. Do you have a specific like experience in your early days of Dungeons and Dragons that really cemented the game as like, okay, this is a part of me now? Yeah. So going back to my first DM, Scott, um, Scott uh, was a DM for his group of friends in high school in a different part of my state. Mm -hmm. And then we were roommates um, in college just by happenstance. And I was like, all right on, you know. And uh, we started playing a uh, weekly game, although we probably played more than once a week because it's college and you have all this free time. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we had our characters and um, just having a lot of fun. And the, and the the memory that sticks out to me most where it's just like I'm doing this for the rest of my life is where our characters, Jonas and Rudy, are uh, we're, we're fighting and we're in a dungeon and then like this fog billows in and we're surrounded and we can't figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden we're in this cobblestone street of this outside. And we're just like, wait, what just happened? And then <laughs> oh, uh, we uh, come across a, uh, a person um, attacking a woman and we try to uh, rescue her and she turns out to be a vampire. And then we turn and we hear a voice behind us and it's uh, Strahd. And then we're like, what? Because he's been telling us about, nice. about Ravenloft for, for months. Uh, and we're like, what What did you just do? You took us to Barovia. And then he reaches under my mattress of my bed in, in the, in the uh, <laughs> dorm and pulls out the Ravenloft source book. And we're freaking out and just like, how long has that been there? Oh my God, I sleep there. You know, and just completely freaking out. And, you know, he's doing the voice and the whole thing. And we spent a good long time in uh, Barovia. And uh, even my uh, compatriot arms, Rudy, it's turned into a vampire. It's a whole thing. But it was just that moment where I was like, this, this is, this is awesome. This is a thing. And this is so far up my alley. It's a, it's a garbage can in the back. You know, it's, it's just, this is what I want to do. <laughs> everyone joe from the future here or rather joe from the past i'm from a future point relative to the joe you were just listening to it's the present for me but by the time you hear this well time is relative and all that i just wanted to remind you that you can head over to lflpodcast.com there's a little contact button at the top that'll take you to the contact page there's a little form you can fill out and you can get on the show to uh, talk with us like jason we're pretty booked through september and most of october but don't let that stop you Get in touch with us. Let us know where to find your stuff. We'd love to have you on. I think that was the only thing I forgot to mention during this episode, so I'll let you get back to it. Was there a moment like that uh, that inspired... Because theoretically, anybody could like commission somebody to manufacture dice that has a no printed on it, but, but you were the one who did it out of all of the people right. who could do it. Right. Uh, so what, what led you to being that person? Well, so, <laughs> um, so what you're talking about is uh, a set of dice that we have uh, that's called, this their signature set. It's, it's called Critical Dice. 
is what the Instagram mm -hmm. page and the website, the criticaldice.com, the whole thing's named for. And it's a set of red uh, translucent uh, dice that the natural one on the D20 just says no. So uh, if you, you know, like, all right, I, you know, I roll to attack the Demigorgon. How'd you do? Uh, no, I just, no, just no. You know, and, uh, and the idea for those came, honestly, I think it was subconscious at first, but then I kind of thought back through it and realized, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, listening to live play D&D podcasts and the, the granddaddy of them all is, of course, Acquisitions Incorporated and uh, yeah. Tycho, uh, uh, Jerry Holkins plays Omen Drawn and he's kind of known for rolling ones. He's, he's, he's just terrible um, at it. And, um, and always just kind of watching the reactions of the players and watching his reaction and then, you know, them kind of going through the, the stages of grief of, you know, anger, then denial, then bargaining, you know, and uh, just kind of like, oh, okay, so it's, I, I want to create that reaction with people when they roll a one more than just how can I accentuate this shame? And so I thought, you know, if just if it just told you no, uh, that would be really great. And then the name is just, well, these dice are critical to playing the game and they're they're only second to imagination but i think it's an important distinction but yeah but so they're critical dice but they're also dice that are critical of you they're, they're, they're literally shaming you when you roll a one by just saying no uh and so i uh, <laughs> it was an clever. idea i was kicking around for a while i found uh, many factors to do that i got them in uh into my house they came in a giant box um uh, just before uh, Thanksgiving, actually, of last year. And uh, I put them up on Amazon and uh, tossed them out there. And I had just, just created the, the Instagram site and reached out to a bunch of um, of different people who had a you know, moderate amount of followers and obviously loved the game and just said, hey, you know, would you be willing to talk about these? And they're like, and, and, and the wide majority of people said yes. And, and uh, the lion's share of people didn't ask for anything in return, uh, which was amazing. And yeah. again, it's that family feeling. And so, you know, as soon as they got into the Amazon warehouse, I was like, all right, everybody go. And a bunch of people started talking about them and I sold a ton of them. And, and for me, you know, I started this side hustle with the dice side of things because, you know, we, you know, I, I have a family, I've been married for 15 years. I have uh, two kids, um, 12 and, and, and 10. And, you know, there's always going to be bills. There's always going to be, you know, classes and debt and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, mm -hmm. if I can combine what I love with uh, a little bit of business, this is really going to be great. And it's an easy sell for my wife, too. Like, well, look, we can make money. Um, <laughs> and, and my wife is not a nerd. She's what I would term nerd adjacent. Uh, but she, she <laughs> loves uh, what I do and, and that kind of stuff. And she's super supportive and she's awesome. And uh, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to do this. And so it went really well. And so honestly, like I said before, the, the Instagram page and the, the emails that I send and the blog and the website, all that stuff, it really is just about how can people have more fun? And um, if I can also sell you some things that will help you have more fun, then, then great. We, we both uh, got something out of that interaction. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that, that's kind of the story behind those guys. And we're, and I'm always making new stuff. Yeah. Since then you've gone into apparel and stuff like that. And then obviously the, the game hooks you mentioned at the very beginning, it was pretty cool seeing, seeing that grow from the initial like 100 that you were doing yourself to all those community driven responses. 
Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy because I, I kind of had, had uh, it was actually my wife. I, I had this idea to do these game hooks, these little short two sentences of, 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 an, of a, a, an idea that can germinate into an entire adventure. And I put them on Facebook and it was, it was okay. I mean, not a lot of, some people had looked at it, but not a lot. My wife is just like, listen, you need to be on, on Instagram. That's, that's where it's at. It's a visual medium. It's, it's great. And I'm like, I'm too old for Instagram. Um, I'm not Asian. I'm not a cute girl. I don't have cats. Like none of the Venn diagrams could work for me. So I did it and, and it, 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 people really liked it. And so, you know, I, I would write, them ahead of time and, and find images and and put those out and it just uh i got to 100 back in in march actually and i was just so blown away and, and the community and, and the people who who jumped on uh, my instagram page it was just it was really great and then i kind of put out the words hey why don't you guys make some and then now uh, a few months later i i just finished 200 you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's really interesting because some people wow. will, we had, I had one guy uh, from, I want to say Norway, who early on sent me a list of 50 game hooks. And I'm just like, should I just give you the account? Because that's phenomenal, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I used like 30 or 40 of them and it was great. And people kept sending things in and some of them were really interesting and some of them are like okay yeah i see what you're going for there let me massage this a little bit let me let me kind of edit this a bit and you and now the spelling yeah spelling and then you look and you see like oh okay this person's from spain so let me help them with some grammar stuff here uh or or something like that and and now it's 200 hooks now i get to say there's literally hundreds of hooks on the instagram page which is fun um yeah. Yeah. But uh, now I, I, I'm, I, I took this week, you know, quote unquote, off of hooks, you know, kind of uh, in this between, you know, the season break, as it were. And now I'm getting ready to do more. And I'm, I'm faced with this quandary. Do I continue to take submissions or do I do another run of just me? And I have about 20 or 30 written. And, and I think mm-hmm. this season of game hooks, I might just uh, do a hybrid approach. Yeah. But there is something really nice about people submitting them, and I get them all the time, and where I, I don't want that to stop, but also at the same time, like I have ideas too, and I want to put them out there. So <laughs> it's, it, I, I think I might do a hybrid uh, this time around. It's been crazy to me, like you were talking about, um, like one guy from Norway and another one from Spain and stuff like that. Like it has been mind blowing to me to see how utterly global the DD yeah. community is. Like. I guess I was I was sort of blind to the fact that it was a thing in other countries as an American and as a millennial. Um, I do fall prey to that uh, egocentrism quite often, yeah, <laughs> and tend to you know forget the world. Well, it's one of our finest um, traits as Americans, right? We forget the rest of the world exists. Yeah, exactly. And then we we plunder it for riches. Um, <laughs> it has been crazy to me to see people not only getting involved, but people from all over the world getting involved on things like the game hooks or like my little dungeons that I do. Yeah, I I, I just wasn't expecting that. And it, it, it blows my mind every time I open up Instagram and have somebody who's like speaking Greek on their oh, account yeah, talking absolutely. to me. <laughs> like I get I get stuff all the time, like comments on posts that I do and it's Spanish or it's Norwegian or, or whatever. And it just blows me away. Cause I, I have comments on my page. I can't read. And I'm just like, 
awesome. Glad you're enjoying it, you know, and, and I send out <laughs> dice and, and other things globally. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm getting notifications. I think I'm selling dice. Sorry. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, and it's just so crazy that it's so big. You know, I, I see a lot of people from the UK. Um, I see a lot of people mm-hmm. from the UK, a lot of people from Germany, a lot of people from Latin America and Australia, and which is so wild. Uh, and I'm just so glad to be a part of that larger community. And you, you mentioned too about your maps. By the way, brother, don't stop drawing. Like hashtag yes to <laughs> maps. Your stuff is epic and amazing. And if you ever want to, you know, you, you, turn, you decide to turn around and sell those, let me know. You can sell them through my store or if you have a, oh. a, a link or a download, let me know because I love your stuff. You know, I, I put up maps on, on Sundays a lot of the times. And, uh, you know, I, I think the last one I put up, I even said, you know, apologies to uh, Speaks With Animals for cribbing, cribbing <laughs> his style because it's, it's just so, so marvelous and wonderful and inspiring and and it it's it's honestly kind of depressing that you can sing and you can draw and you have a and you, know, you have a full head of hair it's just not fair at all um, yeah tell me about it thank you yeah, thank i mean you. you you win you win hundreds of points for that beard though yeah you know that's what's so funny the beard seems to be like it, it should have its own instagram account i think um because like i'll i'll put up stuff in um in my stories where people are like you know ask me a question and they'll ask me questions and then like a third of the questions are like, how did you grow your beard? What do you put on it? How long you been? I'm like, whoa, easy guys. You know, um, what oils are you using, bro? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh-huh. so, <laughs> yep. so yeah, the, and the key to a great beard is apathy. It really is. Just, just stop <laughs> caring and it'll grow. It's like magic. So I think people try to think about it too hard. You, you, you can't do anything. You know, you just let it grow and then you take care of it. Don't wash it too often put some stuff in, yeah. keep it from breaking, and muzzle top. You've got it. That's true. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> you, you flatter me entirely too much. No, not at all. You have these game hooks. Um, you're doing dice. You're, you're kind of doing a little bit of everything. And on top of that, you're, you have a family and you're raising kids. Where do you find your inspiration for these game hooks? Like, is there something you do outside of just the things that, that were listed? Oh, yeah. Um, mostly sleep deprivation. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. But no, you, you, you're right. Uh, I, I do do a lot of things, but I'm not happy unless I'm busy. Um, yeah. And I, I'm trying to manage that in a more healthy way. I, I think I think that, um, you know, if, if you're a person who only sleeps five or six hours a night, like I do, and you kind of have probably some undiagnosed ADD, uh, then uh, you always want, your mind's always going. Um, but for me, the inspiration, it can come from a lot of different places. You know, I, I love pulling inspiration from books that have nothing to do with fantasy or sci-fi. There's mm-hmm. three or four hooks in the original 100 that came from Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew and, and, uh, and the Happy <laughs> Hollisters. These are books that I read to my kids. Um, there's a hook in there that's specifically from, uh, from the Percy Jackson series. There's a couple of hooks in there from the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. There, Some of the book hooks just come from from just like, I remember I was driving, uh, I live in Albuquerque. And so I was driving from Santa Fe down to Albuquerque. And I was just kind of watching how the, the, the sun was hitting the mountains as I drove and it kind of inspired one of the hooks. And, um, and so it, it, inspiration is all around you. You just have to grab a hold of it and, uh, and just use it. 
and not be afraid to stand on the giants who have come before you, even if they're, and even if, and especially if they're outside your genre, uh, that you can adapt some of those things. Um, mm-hmm. And so if anyone yeah. wants to go back and look at those first 100 and try to guess which ones are which, that's kind of a fun exercise. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you just, you just think about it, you know, and you think back to games that you've had and, you know, what made this scenario interesting? Um, you know, what did your DM do or what did you do uh, to bring a party together? Or what was the impetus for an adventure that was more than just meeting in a tavern? Um, and you, you just use it. And sometimes you just, ideas just come to you and you have no idea where it came from and you just roll with it. So just kind of pay attention, look around, read the news, read books, go for a walk. It's, it's all out there. Just, just grab a hold of it. That's awesome. Thank you very much. That's a, it's actually a very common thing that we'll do for art direction. Usually is we'll create what's called a mood board where we have just a bunch of pictures for inspiration and say if I'm doing something more fashion oriented, like with the costume designs, you might reach into left field, like pull out a bug and put it into that picture. And people are like, why is there a bug there? I'm like, I don't know, look at this design. Maybe we can use that. It's like, okay. So you're always pulling and picking from weird areas. And that's and usually out of your own genre because that's what really creates, you know, new sources of inspiration. Right, exactly. You're adding another circle to the Venn diagram and, and figuring exactly. out what fits inside that middle spot. You know, so you could take something simple at, like Dias de Mortes, you know, the, the Mexican kind of uh, Day of the Dead and go, okay, let's take the Day of the Dead and go, okay, well, you know, your adventuring party goes to a uh, celebration at a small remote town where they honor their ancestors who have died and things don't go as expected. You know, just something as simple as that. And then a DM can grab that and go, okay, great. So now maybe kind of like Mulan, the ancestors come back and they're angry. And you'd either try to fight these apparitions, these ghosts, or you can try to figure out what the problem is and solve that, which leads to the next beat and the next beat as you build that story. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, man. D&D and, you know, tabletop games like it in general are primarily just collaborative storytelling devices. Exactly. So I think after you've spent a certain amount of time in that environment, either as a DM or as a player, like you, you pick up on that and you start sort of developing that eye where you can, you can see those stories and everything. Yeah, exactly. Once you realize that, everything in your life can be used for as a great story then you start paying attention more and and maybe even brings you more joy because you're being more present and more aware of the things going on around you you know even when you create an an npc a non-player character you know people that you know that you've worked with before members of your family or uh, characters you know from tv shows they provide inspiration to make your world feel more dynamic and less flat and uh, more interesting. So it, it's it's just it's a great way to look at the world. Yeah, let's let's do a couple uh, really quick questions. I actually only have like three written down. Um, oh, and one of them is a re- repeat of something that we've already done. Uh, maybe I'll just ask you things off yeah, the top of my it. head, and you can give me some some quick answers. Um, favorite edition of D and D? Fifth, because it feels like second, and I love second a lot. I think that's the right answer, and anybody <laughs> who says otherwise is wrong. It's a criminal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. A criminal to the uh, the Gygaxian Church. Of, oh, wow. Yeah, whatever. They're heretics. Yeah. Uh, favorite class race combo. Class race combo. Oh gosh, that's so hard. Um, that is a tough one. I, I've really been enjoying playing a 
a halfling monk uh, named Tiff because uh, Tiff means like a little fight and he's a little fighter. Um, That's very good. Yeah, but I mean, you you gotta go with the the wizard elf. It's just a classic. It's it's almost a trope, but it's it's <laughs> it plays so well. So it's I think that's probably my my uh, my combo. Yeah, there are some that are just that are just too perfect. Let's do beard balm or beard oil. Ooh. Well, it depends because a beard oil is for when you're um is it, just to nourish your beard. Uh, a beard balm um, is kind of in between a beard wax and a beard oil and can be used to shape and nourish the beard at the same time. And it can go on uh, slightly damp, like when you get out of the shower. So I mm-hmm. use a beard balm from a local place called Yes Organic Spa. And they are on Instagram. Uh, you can find that by uh, Yes Organic Boutique, I think is their name. And um, it has a very dapper a uh, gentleman on the uh, cover of the tin and okay. it really well. It smells like okay. frankincense. It's awesome. Nice. I was actually going to ask if you had anybody you wanted to uh, shout out while you were here or any, any important people you wanted to represent. Oh, yeah. The, the, like you said, we talked about before, you know, it really is a family. It's a community. It's more than just fans. It's, it's, it's a group of people who are, all have the same goal. So there's a couple of, uh, and again, I keep talking about Instagram because that's where I spend a lot of my time. But there's a, the D&D Club um, uh, is a guy who basically brought a D&D Club into his uh, high school in Virginia when he was a teacher and helped start other D&D Clubs all over the country uh, through donations and, and uh, help from other people. So they're awesome. Um, I really love, I, I, I posted something about Epic Jim. Uh, a, he's a cosplayer, I think, and just a D&D aficionado. And he puts he reposts these uh, pictures from uh, Grimtooth's traps, which are these truly Gygaxian twisted and demented traps from back in the day that are um, uh, system agnostic, and they're just these really really evil ways to to uh, make your uh, players question whether you really like them or not. And uh, some of those are just utterly brutal. I know they're so terrible, and I, I've used a couple of them, um, and. Uh, on my children, and uh, it's done well because uh, I'm a good father. In fiction, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, yeah. In fiction, let's let's clarify. Not in real life, um, mostly because it's too expensive at Home Depot. But um, <laughs> but they're a lot of fun. So he's great. Uh, I'm trying to think out. There's uh, oh, there's so many great accounts out there. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, so Tavern of Heroes is awesome too. So that's Mike Michael Stagliano. Uh, who created basically a pared-down, simple version of D&D that's its own system that you can play in two hours with complete uh, novices, people who would like, the kind of people you'd invite over to play Ticket to Ride uh, or, or, or uh, Catan or something like that. Uh, yeah. If they get bored with those games, uh, Tavern of Heroes is a great way to go, well, let's play this game instead. It's almost like if they would like uh, Betrayal and House on the Hill, they like this, and it's totally a version or a a a, um, a fork of D and D that's meant to play with brand new people. It's kind of simplified, but still 100% role play, 100% imagination and collaborative storytelling, and it's great. Uh, and so, Tavern Heroes is really great. Nice, cool. Uh, well, links in the show notes, as always, for our listeners out there. Um, I'll I'll look those up and uh, and and link to them later. Yeah. 
Um, can I can I promote one more thing? Yeah, totally. So did you see the video that I put up earlier this week uh, with the D20 ring? Yes. So I I found this ring that spins, and it has. I'm wearing mine right now, actually. Um, and it uh has randomized one through twenty on the ring, and if you spin it, mm-hmm. it is an indicator, and it basically simulates the rolling of a D20. And so it is a uh, awesome thing that i found i just kind of posted it because like i said i have the week off of putting up game hooks i put it up just because i thought it would be interesting and then uh it like blew up like it's got like fourteen thousand views right now which is absolutely insane like i'm afraid yeah it's crazy yeah i'm afraid to check the stats because i'm too overwhelmed by it i I just (laughs) i'm just like freaked out and so i'm like oh okay well that's my contact with the supplier i got uh got them uh so that i could orders and so i put it up and uh, a bunch of people have jumped on and grabbed those from all over the world but it's great i love these rings because they uh they one they signal to other nerds that you're one of them because if if someone sees this <laughs> yeah. thing they're like what is that what is that speak to me now you know and you show them and they're like <gasps> you know and they're uh just over overjoyed and also too you know if if you're ever in a place where just a D game breaks out uh, you'll always be ready, uh, you know, like, like you do. So uh, <laughs> That's uh, very good. so I love those things. At the very least, uh, people should check out that video. It's just, it's it's so simple, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's kind of my new jam right now. You can also like fidget around with it too. Oh yeah, like it's the yes. ultimate fidget spinner. I, I play with it way, way too much. <laughs> I almost didn't rescue it from my kids. They, they kind of wanted to take it, but I, I said no. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for talking with us, Jason. Yeah, of course. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have you back on the show yeah, my sometime. Anytime. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, no problem, guys. Cool. Thank you. I believe it's just us now. Yep. And uh, and live and OBS have been recording the whole time. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you were just waiting to do that this whole yes. time. Well, I'm glad that went well. Uh, I was very nervous about it. Not because I was afraid that he was going to be bad, but I was afraid that I was not going to be able to say words. Uh, I, I, you definitely said words. You did. You did. I'd hear, <laughs> I hear them. None of them were particularly slanderous or profane. No, they were all contextual. Oh. They all made sense to the situation. That's yeah. so weird. That's so out of character for me <laughs> to say entire strings of words that are that are contextual mm-hmm. and uh, bacon. Oh yes. <laughs> Wondering if there's anything else we need to cover while we're here. Do we have any? Do you guys have any updates on your personal projects? On mm. um, the, the bracelet side, I had the shop officially open now. Oh yeah, Warren yeah. Sabi's up. Yeah, Warren Sabi. Is up. Thank you. I made one sale so far, which is better than none. So I'm really happy about that. It, it, it definitely is. Yep. That is how it starts. All journeys have to start with the sell of one bracelet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that could yeah. be the start of the next D&D uh, campaign. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our first our first um, bootleg campaign hook. Actually, we'll just call them campaign hooks because he calls them game hooks. And there will be one every episode. And then uh, we'll just seek litigation later. <laughs> Um, I'm kidding. Not a not a whole lot new on uh, on my front. Like I told you the other day, Joe, um, I saw that uh, really kick ass office space, and it's gonna remain a pipe dream. But um, yeah, 
but wow, it would look, uh, wow, it's really awesome. Uh, Office John, space? Uh, this past uh, Sunday, I was in San Marcos. I ran into an old friend of mine, and she introduced me to her studio in San Marcos, which connects to two other office spaces that kind of both connect to each other. So she basically has the building to herself for right now until like the main proprietor sells out the two other office spaces that are there. Hmm. But those two office spaces connect to each other. Yeah. So, uh, so it would be perfect for like Plantastic Fanet Media and Atticus Films to be in there together. Exactly. Or like, yeah. yeah. And or Surreal Walk, walk. could be in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Surreal like few... Walk is just everybody from Plantastic Fanet turns their monitors around and sits on the other side of the desk. Pretty much. We should just have a, <laughs> like just wheelie chairs and like just tables and we just wheelie chair over there. It's like, what are you doing? And then Atticus Films is we all just move the wheelie chairs into the other room and Alex is there furiously typing away on the computer. <laughs> and there would just be like name tags hanging above each segment. So we had to push our name tags over. That'd, that'd be perfect. Oh, we can have different names for the different offices. Like, like I'll be Joe over here, and then over here I'll be Tony. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony. <laughs> I was kind of thinking like uh, 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 you know those um those switcher boxes where yeah. if you're playing guitar you can play through like one clean setting and one distorted setting only like it's like two different amplifiers or like yeah. uh like 15 years ago you wanted to go from video one to video two so you it could it would connect to your DVD player and then oh, your Nintendo God, setup. Yeah or something mm -hmm. and he just clicked it from one to the other that could be the name tag yes and it like it has a little chip on it that speaks your name in like text to speech every time you press the button yes but it has to be that uh, that lunar landing game john madden john madden voice it has to be that old school <laughs> macintosh voice you know the, the switches for switching the channel uh -huh. would yeah. any y'all ever like press two at the same time and you get like this distorted like image with like mixed sound. I tried to like play Wind Waker and Dark Cloud 2 together. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of ruining both games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also with the name tag thing about being Tony, I yeah. was uh, recently in Georgia for uh, for Family Matters. Uh, not the show, uh, for, you know, um, <laughs> things. And I saw the best name I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there was a store called Brickles Cleaners. I was like, Brickle. what? <laughs> Brickle. Brickle? Yes. Brickle. How is and, like, it spelled? B R I C K L E S. That's for so perfect. Brickles. And I was like making fun of it. And my, gran my granny, Andy, my grandma, I was like, oh, yeah, like they're really nice and everything. They're like the he passed away with some time ago and then the kids took over. I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit sad. Like before, it was just a funny name to me. It's now owned by Nick Brickles, son of Rick Brickles. <laughs> Rick used to go by Dick, but he was pretty fickle about it. Mm -hmm. Didn't like go by Richard. <laughs> he thought changing his name was going to be a pretty slick move. If you gave him a nickel, he'd, he'd give you a tickle. <laughs> He's currently serving 25 years in federal <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even finish the fun part. I will say it turns if... out he tried to give somebody a lickle. <laughs> <laughs> if any of the Brickles descendants are listening now, thank you for that name. We love it's, it. It's so good. We love you and we love your store. And I, I will try to find if you have a website, maybe I'll link it in the show notes. And I'll lickle it up. <laughs> give it a old linkle. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because we don't want to get ourselves into a legal pickle. Uh, and, uh, and that's, I'm done with the, that name now. that's the end of that bit. <laughs> I need to make a portrait of the Brickles family. Yes. Yes, you do. And that'll be my and that'll be my next Instagram portrait. I'm gonna send it to you guys first, and then I'll post it on Insta, uh, yeah, side by side good. with this show being uh, uh, going live, hopefully on iTunes. 
if we uh, have any any listeners in Georgia or Evans, Georgia, that knows of the Brickles family, please have them send us their photos. We would love to do a little portrait of them. Oh, Next God, featured so guest. Next featured guest. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder if the Brickles have an Instagram account or a Twitter account. They've got a let's tweet. Try, let's find out. So, uh, <laughs> do you guys want to tell the uh, <laughs> the beautiful, amazing, fantastic people out there where to find your stuff, Jonathan? Oh yeah, you can find me at at Dockle Jonathan. That's on Instagram. That's D O C K A L Jonathan, which I hope you know how to spell. It's a pretty um, straightforward. And then he, it is pretty straightforward. Yeah, Dockle is just the weird one. If you're also interested in jewelry, uh, I have a shop open on www.warnsabi.com. W O R N S A B I. Wherever you purchase something from there, ten percent goes to a charity of that month. And for the rest of August and September, it's a uh, pencils of promise, which is a charity to help educate other like children and help with establish programs for schools in less fortunate countries. So yeah, it's really cool. That's I'm excited about that. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, Alex, you have uh, anywhere the people need to need to look you up. My Instagram is uh, artsy twat. I hate you. Artsy T W A T. And, uh, and my YouTube is Alex Alston and my Twitter is fucking shags. <laughs> You guys can find me on Instagram. That was a sentence. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at speak with animals, uh, just like the spell. You spell it like the spell, except without the spaces, like the word speak and then with and then with animals. Uh, spell it like the spell? The spell. The spell speak with animals. Oh. It's the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spell. I'm so sorry. I didn't get the, <laughs> it's okay. I didn't get the chance to like... ask Jason what he thought was the best D&D spell, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that the next time he's on the show. Yeah, you can find me there. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Joseph R. Strom. That's about that. I'm just sort of rambling through this, making sure that I say everything well, uh, at least once. Check all the right boxes. Yeah, this, yeah. The steam is now out. The, the Kirinichi bun is empty. Um, the caffeine has left my system. It is time for Joe to go and doodle. I forgot. I, I also doodle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I got another website <laughs> for you all. J Dockle. That's just the letter J, then D O C K A L. And you can see some old work that I may be updating in the future, but not right now. J Yeah, I, that's me. Yeah. You, you got to get your, uh, your SEO in order before they're able to just type J Dockle into Google. Actually, you know, that's an uncommon enough name. You might just come up. I probably won't. Yeah. Well, if anybody has... to get pictures of soccer players. <laughs> yeah. If anybody finds some interesting results when they search Jay Dockle in Google, let us know. Let me know. Will. Also, Brickle pictures. That too. Yeah, Brickle pictures. Uh, Brickle pics. You can find show notes for this and future episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. Thanks for joining me, guys. Pleasure being here. Anytime. And thanks again to Jason of Critical Dice for that conversation. Uh, really fun talking with him. And we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk some more soon. Links to everything we talked about today will be in the show notes. As always, thank you everyone for listening to the second episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves, and remember, it's basically rolling with advantage. So just take the lucky feet. Mm-hmm.